Hey, what's up? And welcome to a brand new Patreon series, Chasing Paris. My name is Riley. I'm your host. And if you listen to the Gold Coast Diaries earlier this year, we've got some exciting updates and also a little bit of sadness that Geordie Williams is no longer with us. He's not dead, still very Sounds much alive. Like <laughs> yeah, but uh, just enjoying, I think, a well-earned break from the marathon somewhere with a big plate of dumplings and some Carlton drafts. But we have Jen Gregson back with us, and we've uh, we've upgraded to Andy Buchanan. How are you both? I'm sorry, you said upgraded. Poor Geordie. <laughs> <laughs> now happy to be here, Riley, and um, really excited to talk about um, yeah the the race ahead with Andy. It'll be cool to hear Andy's elite perspective. Not that Geordie's wasn't elite, but um, you know I love to hear people's training blocks. So this will be a really cool um, diaries, I reckon. Yeah, I'm I'm excited, Riley. It's uh, it was funny. I was thinking today, like, oh shit, I'm replacing Geordie, and I'm like, <laughs> oh, they're not too big of shoes to fill. So I think we'll be, <laughs> I think we'll be okay. Um, but oh, my, the week will probably look a little bit different to what Geordie's did. Um, <laughs> not sure about the diet; that'll probably be a little bit different. Um, but no, nah, it should be it should be good fun, and I think we're we're pretty lucky that we're both Jen and I are doing different marathons that are essentially on the same day. Um, mm-hmm. and pretty, I know everyone would think back to good memories last year with the Australian record going down, uh, with Brett in Fukuoka and then, um, with Sinead, uh, in Valencia. So it's, yeah, it's exciting times. Yeah. No, yeah. no, no, no pressure guys. Uh, yeah. I was going to say, we don't have big shoes to fill. <laughs> <laughs> On that, Jen, let's, let's start with you. Um, you know, the last time you and I sat down and did a pod, it was, uh, on the Gold Coast, in it was in Brett's hotel room. I think you just had mm-hmm. an incredible debut marathon. You're on cloud nine. Yeah. How have the last couple of months been for you? Yeah, I mean, it was a dreamy day that day. But um, really, the oh, it's been months. I don't even know how long ago that was anymore. But um, it's been a really fun block since then. Um, obviously, I really pulled back intensity and kilometers per week and everything and I surprisingly freshened up really quickly because um actually my coach doesn't know this so hopefully he doesn't listen but um not the Tuesday straight after so not two days after the Gold Coast Marathon but the following Tuesday I just had a really straightforward basic track session it was like 4k in total and I think it was 300s um, but Ryan had a really hard session that had some fast 400s and 60s and it was a really windy day and I was just sitting on the side of the track done waiting for him to finish and he's like, would you be able to help me out with these 400s? And I was like, I just don't think I'm physically possible. I don't think I could move my legs that fast. But anyway, I would do the first 200 with him because it was the windiest and take him through the 200 in 30 to 31 seconds <laughs> and like my legs nearly fell off and at one point he would be like faster and I'm like I can't that's my limit um but after that session I thought you know what I've pulled up really well I feel great I feel kind of almost springy I feel recovered and I contacted Nick my coach and just said um you know I kind of want to start racing again and take advantage of, of not being in a marathon block she can't really race obviously in a marathon block and that's pretty much what I've done. I raced the Sydney Harbour 10K three weeks after Gold Coast. Then a few weeks later, I did the Sunshine Coast Australian Champs Half Marathon. Um, then I did the National Cross Country 10K on grass, um, National Champs. Then I did City to Bay 12K, again, Australian Road Champs. And then today I ran the Run Prix in Albert Park, which was, um, yeah, awesome. And I've had a really cool streak of races and I feel like I'm getting stronger. But I think I agree that with Ryan's been telling me that my fitness is probably slowly dropping away now just because it's been tape a week after tape a week after tape a week. Um, and I think, yeah, I'm ready to now start this marathon block and and really focus on getting the Ks higher again and, um, yeah, focusing on Valencia. You've uh, You've certainly built a nice collection of novelty checks yeah, uh, since we last spoke. So uh, good to hear. Andy, how about you? How's your last couple of months been? Yeah, it's been pretty good, actually. Um, I'm still amazed at Jen running a marathon <laughs> and then, what was it, a week later doing some 200s. I I cannot, I, I can't even fathom doing that. I think I would snap in half if I tried that. So that is very <laughs> impressive. Um, 
Thanks. But no, I've been, yeah, I've been going well. I've uh, I've kind of just started my marathon build because my last marathon was in April. Um, so I suppose with you, Jen, you've kind of just come off once. You've kind of got yeah. to go down before you go back up again. Yeah. Um, but no, I've been in pretty good, pretty good form, doing a lot of AV stuff. Um, and yeah, I've done a few different races here and there, um, Sunshine Coast and National Cross, um, become a bit of a habit finishing second. So unlike Jen, um, but yeah, I've, I've kind of just kicked off my marathon build. So I'm really looking forward to, to that. I really like having that because it's every week you've kind of got a really big motivation, um, mm. and a really strong purpose. And you kind of feel like every week you're kind of just stacking on top of the other. So I I really like that when it comes to a marathon build. So I'm pretty pretty happy at the moment. Uh, yeah, I, I was going to ask about that, Andy. You're, yeah, you, you really like being in a marathon build and I think we all do, right? Like there's something just fantastic about marathon training. How do you go when you're not in a marathon build? So you come off Hamburg in April, May and June, july you know yes you've got av stuff going on and the odd race here or there but how how do you get yourself up every session or every workout when you know okay i've still got a couple months to marathon block starts like what's driving the motivation there yeah i think for a long time i (laughs) thought you had to be kind of up 12 months of the year and because i was never a uh, international run or anything like that so you kind of could be whereas now that I've kind of started doing uh like a few more events and running like world cross and com games and that I'm learning that you don't have to be up all the time and it's actually really good to have some have some downtime where running isn't the one and only thing that you think about every day um so during those months I'm just like hey I actually don't care if I go to an AV race and I get smoked by someone because this isn't my A race um, so I've probably just gotten better at knowing when to be on and when it's okay to be a bit off. And it's mm. actually it's actually good to lose some fitness and not be mm-hmm. at that top end because it's impossible to keep throughout the year if you're racing, if you've got these goals of making the Olympics or, yeah, I know, Jen, are you, what yeah. are your thoughts there? Well, that's what I like. That's one thing that I've found now, like turning to marathons is, like that's exactly it. It's no longer this season that's structured around like the Diamond Leagues or um, like the track season in particular. Your season is when you choose to do a marathon. So that lead up to Gold Coast, um, I found really like fun and I, I didn't find it mentally draining or anything, but the emotion of Gold Coast was like a, a big um relief I think for me so after that I did need some downtime probably mentally and physically like I said I pulled up great but even though I have been racing a lot I feel like the last two months or so or since Gold Coast I've done exactly what you said it's like running isn't the number one priority I haven't been doing all the one percenters and um, making sure that my diet's really good and that I'm getting the right types of food in or that I'm getting enough sleep I've still like obviously been doing enough to run well, but running has definitely taken a back seat in this like professionalism world. Um, and I've really enjoyed that. Uh, so it, it, it kind of, like you said, now that another marathon block blocks rolling around, I'm so ready to like switch on starting Monday and it's like, okay, now everything is back, you know, in line, you know, I'm going to be really professional. I'm going to do all the one percenters and make sure these next 10 weeks, like I leave no stone unturned. And yeah, I don't think you can do that all year. I think you do need to give yourself mentally and physically that break and stop being so, you know, on at all times. Jen, I'm I'm curious, although I feel like I kind of went through the Gold Coast block with you. That was a real, like there was a, a lot of discovery in that block for you, I reckon, like mm. just in terms of like how big some of the workouts were. And even from a volume perspective, like, you yeah. know, we spoke there was quite a few weeks where you were breaking mileage records for yourself. Um, Looking back on it now, how do you reflect on that? Do you look back at that and say, well, okay, maybe I'm capable of, maybe that's my mileage for this next one or shit, maybe I can, given how well I pulled up, maybe there's a little bit more there or how how do you approach that? I think that's the tricky part. And I know we were discussing off air before, or um, a lot of people have a really good first marathon and then they can spend their next few marathons chasing that same feeling and of how perfect it worked out. 
Um, that's kind of what I need to work out because the block went so well, really. Like I did have that one week early on where I was sick. I still ran every day though, but you know, I didn't, couldn't do a workout, but everything after that, it was just like ticking off the KPIs, getting it done and then turning up on, on race day and everything again, unfolding perfectly. So it's like, do you change things and try squeeze a little bit more? Do you add more Ks? Because, yeah, like you said, I pulled up really well. I never was stiff or sore throughout the block. Um, maybe my body can handle more. Or do you think, like, you found the perfect recipe, just do it all again mm. and you'll naturally be better because you know what you're doing. So it's it's something that I need to work out. I have Ryan constantly telling me, like we were <laughs> joking the other night, and he'll laugh because he's actually listening as I say this, but we were talking in bed just about the marathon and, and training and the prep and like what I should do differently. And he told me I train like a child were his exact words. And I was like, <laughs> what? I was like, what do you mean I train like a child? He's like, well, your mileage is very childlike. It's, you know, you don't double run. You don't. And I was just like, well, thanks. I, I'm slightly offended, but I understand what you, where you're coming from. <laughs> Um, and he's kind of just saying like, what more can you do if you want to compete with the best in the world? These girls are doing nearly, some are doing double, um, like what, you know, what can we do? And my fear is, you know, and Ryan's like, I'll give you every afternoon. I'll look after Archer every afternoon. If you need to double, if you need to elliptical, if you like, I'll help you add more to your training to get that bigger aerobic base. But what I'm saying is mine isn't a time thing. It's an energy thing right now. I feel like I'm giving everything I can to my life as a whole. So whether that's Archer, whether that's like running the household, whether that's, um, you know, my marathon training, I'm scared that if I start giving a little bit more energy to ellipticaling every afternoon or doubling every afternoon, like something does at a point have to give. And I don't want to ruin, you know, how well this year has been going. And I still think I'm improving. So do you just keep going until you notice a plateau? and then make changes um or do you th just think like let's go for it in valencia and let's see what you can handle so it's actually something again that i'm going to have to work out in this marathon block and decide along the way um but deep down i feel i want to kind of push a little bit more because i think i was in my comfort zone for gold coast diaries and um i think i'm capable of more ju just now with the confidence in my body the confidence in my achilles mm. like everything is stronger than it ever has been so why not, you know, make mm. some more PB <clears throat> mileage weeks and see if we can maybe even tip it in the 150s. Who knows? The um, I mean, the 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 flip side of that, right? Like, because here's me saying, hey, would you add more mileage? But then like <laughs> the flip side of that is, you know, we often hear people talk about, you know, the secret to running better marathons is just consistency and it's stacking one marathon build on top of another marathon build on top of another one. And, yeah. you know, it, it, that happens over, you look at Brett and you look at Sinead, right? Like three, four, five years of just dedicated marathon yeah. training. Um, yeah. Andy, what about yourself? What, how do you, how do you approach this block versus, I mean, your last marathon training would have been sort of summer, right? January to March, I guess this year. Yeah, I'm um like I've done three now and I've had good experiences in every one. Um they've all been a little bit different. But that's what I, I've that's what I want to hear, Andy. Keep keep that talk up. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, definitely. That's it is possible, Jen. It is possible. Um and I I actually think there's something in not ruining yourself in the first one because it's like your your mind and your body get scared of the marathon. Whereas for me, I'm I respect it, but I'm not scared of it because mm -hmm because I've been able to do the training and every marathon I've done, I've been in control and all that kind of stuff. And like listening to your talk then, Jen, I think you can definitely increase your training a little bit because that first mm -hmm. marathon build, it's so unknown. And you're like, mm -hmm. oh, should I be this tired or can I push it more? Whereas I think you could push it more. Um, and because it's that is, I think with a marathon, you can get so much from race day, but you also get so much from the training. Yeah. And every marathon build, just stacks on top of the other one, um, yeah. in my opinion. And it's for me going forward, like where we're looking to change a few things, not a lot, but just a little, a little bit because things have worked for me. Um, but I'm heading to Falls Creek for a month essentially, which for me, that's going to be massive, just kind of training yeah. like a, 
a full-time athlete because um, it's just that it comes to that energy thing like I like this week I'm on school holidays and managed to run 185k and it just comes so naturally like when yeah. you don't have to work yeah. um but uh, we're looking to change a few things we're going to do a few bigger sessions as well um with like kind of because I probably max out at about 20k in a session and I know Jen you guys do a little bit bigger don't you with some easy running and then some some reps and then easy running again and we do like the majority of the block the biggest session is um yeah 20k I, I might get up to 22 when you include floats but then we do one well this is going off my one experience we did I did one big session that was actually 37k of running not effort but from start to finish it was 37k but everything else is around 20 to 22 um yeah 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 kind of similar yeah 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 so that's one thing we're going to trial um and i think it's it's going to be good uh because i think brett's coming up to falls creek as well so it'll be good to have him around because i've spent a bit of time with him and just someone who's ran that fast that confidence just kind of uh rubs off a little bit and all of a sudden you think running like 207s every like not everyone can do it but you think it's possible because you surround yourself with those really good uh really good runners so it's um no i mean i'm excited for it but i think definitely jen i'd look to um i'd look to increase it that little bit but you've got to be really careful really yeah no i definitely should just because um like i'm just thinking even in yeah in that block never did i kind of come home and think no like will I pull up okay tomorrow it was always like yeah I handled that you know bring on the next week but also a really interesting thing over the last few months well more so just over the last like six weeks or so I've been able to witness Ryan doing a marathon block so he's doing Melbourne Marathon and um, is that news to you Riley? Yeah, it is. I'm not, I'm not, uh, I'm not fully up to date on the Gregor files, but that's good to know. No. Uh, well, I realized that like, it's the only people that know are the people I've told, cause he definitely doesn't tell anyone. He definitely doesn't post about it on social media. We'll just, we'll just keep it between us then. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's been really cool to watch him do it more so because he's now doing it all for the first time. So he's like me a few months ago with all these questions and like he'll finish a session and be like, I felt like this. Is that how you felt when you did it? And um, like I'm teaching him about fueling on the go and like it's funny because I'm like the expert now and he's the apprentice. So um, hang on, hang I, on, hang on, hang on. <laughs> He's telling you, so you're you're the experienced one here. Yeah, I've done and he's, one. And he's saying you train like a child. Yeah, yeah, I know. No, I don't worry. I've used that. I'm like, wait, who's right over Um, But it's funny because, he, yeah, there's so much, like really our whole lives, Ryan's been the one teaching me things just because he's been a professional athlete since he was a kid, really. Um, he's been on the circuit longer. He's run high mileage. Like he's obviously faster. And for the first time in our lives together, I actually hold all the wisdom. It's probably not the only area where you hold all the wisdom, Jen. Yeah, I dare no, say. I know. Yeah. No, I'm also older, so I'm just wiser in general. But um, yeah, I've I've like watching him do it all, and I was like, "You're so lucky you have me," because I had so many questions, but I was annoying people like Brett and messaging Sinead or Eloise or Izzy or Charlotte and he now can um I mean um, we're talking basic questions like I'm not gonna answer anything too elaborate but um no but the I'm, basics the basic stuff right like remember how many yeah. questions you had on fueling oh, and about stuff? gels and stuff <laughs> I know like god he's got it easy um but the only thing that like I I don't know also don't know if you know this Riley because you weren't up to date on Ryan files, but you might be up to date on my files. Is I'm going to do Melbourne Half Marathon um, as part of like the block. And the one thing that I'm a little bit down on is I won't get to experience Ryan's first marathon mm. the way he did for me. Like that, we still talk about to this day how Gold Coast unfolded and he got to be a part of like <laughs> every step, like being at those drink stations. I remember and, it vividly. Yeah, and like him being nervous but excited because he knew I was on pace and like I would love to kind of get to do all that and not have to worry about a race but I'll literally be out there at the same time on the Mm. course. Um, And we joke that we would be moving at similar pace maybe, except I'm running a half marathon, but I think you still have (laughs) me by a few seconds per K. 
I uh, no, I didn't know you were running the half, but that's that's great. I feel really out of uh, out of the loop with everyone's running. So uh, anybody listening to this, um, message me and tell me if you're running Melbourne or anything else, because obviously yeah, uh, he doesn't know. Yeah. I'm well out of the loop, Andy. <laughs> Andy, I'm keen to hear a bit more about falls. Like, um, I feel like the last time I heard about falls was probably not summer just gone because most people couldn't get up there this summer, but the summer before and. I went, I went up there for a little bit to shoot and every year it's the same when everyone leaves falls, they're like, so happy to be gone. And they're like, Oh, I don't want to go back. I'm never going back to falls, blah, blah, blah. And now you're kind of going up early, essentially. What's, what's the plan? Is it just to have dedicated time to run? Is there anything particularly you're looking to get from it? Yeah. I was actually up there last summer and it was so nice because there was probably 15 of us on the mountain and it was just like Jen you know what it's like when there's just like 300 people at a session you're just like oh Um, so it was I was up there last summer and it was awesome you just had to go the back way Um, but I love it up there because you just focus on running there's uh, there's no landscaping to do there's no painting to do there's no work to do like you just you get up you run you rest you run again and then you're rest again so that's what i really like about i really like that um training camp environment and then also for me being from bendigo i've got some pretty good training partners here but when mtc go up and all that i get people that really um they really push me beyond my comfort zone which is something i don't get too much here in bendigo um so that there's some of the things i really like about it i think it's just a really nice part of the world to run in i think it's got great great training locations um i don't really go for the altitude personally Mm. um it's It's just just the escape yeah yeah exactly and you just like i get i'm excited talking about it now and we're actually looking at because if it's crap weather on fridays brett and i are going to go down to mount beauty and i've been spending like the last two nights on strava looking for marathon loops we can do and (laughs) i just i love that stuff like i'm such a strava nerd and it's just yeah, I'm already really excited for it. So it'll be um yeah, it'll be good fun. So that's that's the main reason I I go there is because it's I don't have to work and it's just a good training escape for me. Hey Andy, if you're going up like I don't know if you've done it before for marathon blocks, when you say there's like other people to train with, how does that fit in with your marathon training though? Like are yes, they so- like do you do the the typical falls training that everyone knows of in the marathon block? This is the first time I've gone up for a marathon block. So it's all going to be a little bit, it's all going to be a little bit different um, because normally I've gone up and it's, it's like that. I've been up once in November, mainly in January. And it's like, you just kind of prepping just for general track races, maybe a a Zatapec, depending on what time of the year it's on, that kind of stuff. And it's just like the Um, K's, Quarters, Hills sort of stuff. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I think we're just going to, we'll do a, I will stick with what I do here, which is Tuesday, Friday, and then a really good long run. I think mm-hmm. Brett's thinking the same. Um, I've obviously got a different coach who you know quite well, Jen, got to spend mm-hmm. 42K with. Just the best <laughs> pacer in the world, best bloke too. Yeah, so that's Scott Westcott for those of you that don't know. Um, so, But he was he was managed by Nick, um, so they, they get along really well, and I think they have pretty similar uh, coaching philosophies there. So I'll try to work in where I can with Brett uh, on the Fridays because why not? Like it makes sense to yeah. have a bit of company and I'll probably just make my sessions a bit shorter um, and, and, then, and, yeah, and we'll see how we go. Brett's doing Fukuoka, so it's like it's fitting that you're both, you know, prepping together. That's one thing I'm a little bit um, unsure of for me, like not that I have a choice right now, just especially now that I have a family, but I – you know, wonder if doing a marathon block with the girls would be, you know, especially with someone like Sinead, um, who I've done a lot of training with over the years, but only on like track and thresholds. I've obviously never done a marathon build up with her. Like how much do you think it's worth having a training partner for a marathon block versus not? Yeah, it really depends. Cause I think in those marathon sessions, if you start racing them, yeah, it could be really bad like exactly. really, really bad. Like I yeah. think you just cook yourself. So that's one thing I need to be really careful of and go, hey, Brett's ran three minutes quicker than me, <laughs> like, yeah. which is so far. Yeah. Um, so I just need to be cautious with that. And it's it's going to be quite good. We've got some 
we've got some guys that are coming up that are going to be sticking to the Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. So they'll be able to join us on the bikes on the Friday, which is actually oh, perfect. Because yeah. um, I actually think that's more of a help because you can get drinks, all that kind of stuff in yeah. terms of the so training partner. So that's what partner. we do. Yeah, Ryan and I have someone on the bike um, and I would say that's all I feel like I need right now. But, again, yeah, I, I haven't done it the other way. Now, question, do they block the wind for you? Yes, but uh, not for Ryan. Ryan's more, Ryan's paces are very conservative, like for his first marathon. Um, so he's more just about having the bike there for his drinks. For me, I use the bike as a wind blocker, but um, the person I'm using is my mum's partner and he loves sport and loves, you know, running and knows everything about my running. But still, for him to gauge, you know, three twenty something per k, like he doesn't know. So he he's sometimes goes a bit too fast. Sometimes might go a bit slow. So I do a lot of the like, you know, come up beside him or drop off, and I'll just yell, yell it to him and say, "Hey, slow down or speed up." So it's a bit messy. Um, but I try use him as a pacer. Whereas I've asked Ryan, and he's like, "No, I, I don't really um, need the pacing. I just need the drinks." So. Yeah, so that's that's one of my big rules is I I've got a friend that comes out and rides with me a bit and I've always said don't don't block the wind. I oh, just really? I don't know. I feel like yeah, I feel like it's a little bit of cheating. Like um <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, I don't, know what you like, mean. Yeah, yeah. You, you get that in a race, but you don't. Like you have people in front of you, but yeah, like so I just more so keep him there um on the side just as like he plays music, gives me drinks and just yeah, company yeah. really. Cause yeah, these yeah. These sessions, like when you're doing the warm up and you know you've got 20k of like pretty hard running, and if you're by yourself, like that just I know yeah. personally for me, it nearly becomes like not too hard, but yeah, yeah, you're not primed and ready for it because it might like it might be crazy early on a Friday morning or whatever it is. So, but I've always said to him, don't, don't, don't jump in front, yeah. no matter how windy wow, it is. Okay. I don't, I don't want it. Well, what happens when you're on goal, on the Gold Coast in the Gold Coast Marathon and you have 50 paces? A bike yeah, then it's, yeah, then it's wonderful. I'm like, holy shit, this is so easy. <laughs> it was. I hope hey. I have that in Valencia. I'm going to start recruiting some Spanish men. Sounds weird. Um, yeah. And we, speaking of Valencia and Fukuoka, I'd love to delve into the why and why you you both chose the races you did and maybe it's as simple as the straight Brent and Sinead ran really fast there last year but I'm yeah. sure both of you had a, a you know a few yeah. different ideas or or options to go through so yeah how did you ultimately settle on the race you did um well I, I don't think I said this last time we were chatting no I didn't this is what I kind of all my thoughts since Gold Coast for me I actually really wanted to do another home marathon because of how amazing Gold Coast was and I think the reason why Gold Coast was so great other than the fact that I trained really hard and worked really hard is all the controllable factors were controlled so like obviously had Scotty literally pace me from you know gun to tape and I would obviously want to ask him again for Melbourne if that was <laughs> the plan um but you know I had all of those paces that you know maybe I could replicate again in Melbourne I had Ryan at all my drink stations and I'm like I could get someone at my drink stations um but at the end of the day it came down to when I was talking to Nick and he's like look it's great you had a good first marathon and um you know you enjoyed there and you pulled up well but at the end of the day you ran 228.30 like that's that's not even going to get you an elite start in any other marathon around the world. So um, we need to think more elite than that. And in Melbourne, it's not renowned for as a fast course. Like, I mean, Sinead has the course record and it's like 225 or 224 or something. I don't even know what it is. But Nick's like, she was in like 223 shape that day. Like it's, it's, mm. you know, you need so much on your side. You need the weather to, to be cool. And, and at that time of year in Melbourne, it's actually, you know, hit or miss. So um, in the end, we just thought Valencia is giving me every chance um, with th big things that matter, like weather, the course, there'll be so many people racing. And due to the fact that so many people ran fast last year, Valencia have made it so hard to get an elite start. So it's actually... You can only get an elite start at Valencia if you've run sub 225, which obviously I haven't. 
but then they said that if you've run sub 229, we'll give you a sub elite start, which means I think we still get drinks submitted. Like I can still give them my drinks the night before to be put on a table. God knows what that table is going to look like and whether it's just going to be a bucket of about 150 bottles. But um, that's, that's no, and, and, you know, I'm living the life of a normal athlete. There's no um, flight help. There's no accommodation help. Mm. There's nothing like you just, they'll just give you a start and put you on the start line. So that's a bit scary for me because, you know, at Gold Coast, I was treated so well and I had everything on my side. Um, but yeah, just going off, I'm really just going off results and hoping to get a magical day like some people have had on that course before. And um, I think the thing that gives me comfort is there's three other Aussies out there with me and, you know, they're all attempting to do it the same way as me. So, you know, I'm sure I'll be okay. Might have to take a few more gels instead of drinks, but um, I'll prep for that in this build up. I think that the depth, the depth is a really key thing as well, right? Like um, speaking of Melbourne, if you are out there trying to run a really quick time in Melbourne, you're just not, potentially not going to have the the same depth. Whereas in Valencia, you know that it's going to be a pretty, pretty busy yeah. course. And like, I want to run the Olympic qualifier. Obviously that's the um, first and foremost goal is running sub to 2650. But, you know, if I'm feeling good and having a good day out there, if I feel anything like I did in Gold Coast at 30K, I want to then say, okay, let's go. Like let's now pick it up and negative split. Um and yeah, like you said, in Melbourne, like that opportunity most likely wouldn't present mm. itself because it would be me against the clock, me racing no one. Whereas in Valencia, like I can pick off people and and try actually, you know, race. And I and I am a better racer than I am a time trialer. I know mm. that for a fact. Okay. Andy, what about you, mate? Yeah, so I was a little bit similar to Jen. I was kind of like I've done Hamburg twice, which it's it's not known for the fastest course um and it I is um there. it it's known for having possibly the biggest marathon bibs in the world though that that's comical how big they are that'll hold you back like yes yes yeah, so i reckon there's easily a minute there um <laughs> maybe even two so i no, i went there because I'd, I'd heard good things it's a really good time of the year for me and it had a i didn't want to go to a berlin and just like get blown out of the water whereas Hamburg's always had really good pace groups and it's worked out really well for me, but it's definitely not the fastest course. So I've been there twice. I feel like I've done a bit of an apprenticeship and I was keen to take that next step. Um, and obviously with with Brett and Sinead running so well last year, we uh, talking with Nick, it was kind of like, yeah, let's do Fukuoka or Valencia. And it was kind of like, let's just see. And this was this was April, May kind of time. So this was a while ago. Um, December was a really good time for me. It provided me enough time to kind of come come down off Hamburg and then recover, not rush things, all that kind of stuff. And then I was uh, I was on an email that Jen was on, and I think half of the Australian athletes were on as well. And it was <laughs> essentially um, Nick asking for starts for all of us, and it was just like, yeah, nah, none of yeah. none of you have ran fast enough. Um, <laughs> we can we can give you an elite. Uh, sub elite and as Jen said that it's a little bit I never looked into it too much but my understanding was you'd be on that that table at the very end that's got <laughs> a lot of drinks on it and I was Stop. like I do not I do not want to do that um so I, I <laughs> yeah yeah so that's why I I I wanted to go to Valencia because everyone says oh it's so good it's so fast rah 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 um but I just knew that drinks and Jen, I'm not saying this to try to scare no, you at all. No, no, I, I think they're everything. Yeah, they are. They are everything. And I'm like, I do not want to be. And Hamburg, have they've done it so well where, like, their drink setup is amazing. And at Com Games, you've got it handed to you. So I'm like, I'm so used to having a set table. It's on this spot every single time. And I just couldn't. I couldn't handle going to uh, Valencia and not knowing what that was going to be. So I decided um, Fukuoka was the was the one. And then when Brett decided, I don't know if he's announced this, but he's doing uh, Fukuoka as well. I think it's um, I think it's going to be good because going over with someone that's been there, it just makes it so much easier. Like he knows the airport, he knows where to go, all that kind of stuff. So yeah, that's kind of um, 
that's the that's the thinking for me. And I just really wanted to go to a course that's known for being fast. Yeah. Hang on, guys. I'm just um contacting my travel agent to change my flights. I'm actually not going to Valencia anymore. <laughs> Bitcoin because uh, it's men only, I think. Yeah. So you might, I don't know where you're going to go. Yeah, exactly. I can have to just, I just got to dive in unless I do Melbourne in three weeks. Yeah, oh. it was interesting. I was, I was talking to Ali because she, like, she was on this email as well, Riley. It was quite comical, actually. <laughs> it was actually um, also a bit, um, oh, yeah, I don't know. I just, when I read that, I was like, oh, I'm just shit. I'm not good enough. And that was before, no, was that when Nick was writing like all our PVs, like so-and-so's done this, so-and-so's done yep. this. And mine was. You hadn't run yet. Jen's aiming to do a half marathon soon in Japan. <laughs> like what chance do I have? Um, but yeah, I was talking to Ali about it because she hadn't ran fast enough either. And she's like, oh, I just take gels anyway. So that's her. Yeah. That's her she game gets, plan. She so. told me that in um, Sunshine Coast. And then like I thought, look, like that Emma. Bates that we're talking about this doing Chicago like I know she does just gels like it's doable but I think my secret weapon is how much I can guzzle with those Morton drinks like mm. I think that's I reckon, why I felt like a million bucks I reckon slide into a few hopefully Ryan doesn't listen to this but slide into a few Spanish guys DMs <laughs> and try and get a person no just become friendly with someone yeah and get them to be your personal drink person yeah well I have my mum and um I've got my bike guy there my mum's partner is coming as well to watch, oh. so he could do it. No, but have you seen Valencia course? It spins around the city a million times. Like you would oh, have okay. to be seriously the like you would have to know Valencia like the back of your hand to know where to go. Well, yeah. I mean, if if we do have any Spanish listeners out there, or anyone come that ha- has money to fly over to Valencia and be my personal assistant. Yeah, if you're nearby or you've got a partner or someone you know who's running the race anyway, and you're going to be in town. Yeah. Help us out. You can stay in our Airbnb. We have a spare bed. On, on Speaking of that, Jen, obviously uh, coming into Gold Coast, you know, it was a really short trip up or down the highway. I don't know Queensland very well, but it was a, it was a short trip for you. You had Ryan there. Uh, how does that look for Valencia? Will Will Ryan and Archie be travelling with you or will you be solo? Yeah, no, I'm I'm trying to, I am a type of person, like I've learned now as a new mum, that I'm better when I bring everyone with me. It sounds really selfish. But I just, I enjoy the whole experience more. Even these last two race, last three races, I've just done like really less than 24-hour trips, race, come home. Mm. And it does take the fun out of racing for me just a little bit like I still really love racing especially when I'm fit and healthy but um leaving Ryan and Archer at home does like make it less fun for me now because you're traveling alone I'm kind of staying in the hotel alone waking up running and just rushing to get back so for Valencia I do want to be in the best mindset possible and we decided like Ryan was like do I need to come do I need to come like it's really expensive like is it necessary and I was like I just I want you all there um, more for like my mental um, mm. kind of place. I'll feel more relaxed. It will be enjoyable. So what we're doing is, and the cool thing is I've actually planned the whole thing with Camille. She's Camille from New Zealand, Camille Boscombe slash Camille French, is also running it and trying to get the Olympic qualifier in her debut, which is really Ooh, impressive. Love that. Yeah. yeah. Um, we've planned the whole trip because she also has a little baby girl that's two days younger than Archer and she's staying about a K away from us. So we're Airbnb in Valencia. We'll get there 12 days before race day. Right. We're just going to go straight there. Ryan said Valencia is so good for running uh, in regards to like trails and stuff um, because we were going to go to Teddington and base where our group always bases each um, European summer. But I want to cut the travel out. I just want to get it all done once. It'll be a nightmare. Um, but we're also bringing my mum and her partner Peter to be the full-time babysitters so that we can both focus on our running Ryan won't be he'll be in between races so that Mm. he doesn't really have any serious training to do so he'll kind of help me with mine as well um but yeah we'll have a nice 12 days or so to get on the time zone um I planned it perfectly so that I do my last my last massive session on a Friday and then my last two and a half hour run and then I will fly on the Tuesday yeah my last hard track session I'll fly that night so pretty much by the time I get to Valencia, it'll just be, um, you know, going through the 
motions are the, probably the biggest thing I'll do is a 10K threshold um, and they just focus on feeling really good for Valencia. I actually want to ask my coach if he will allow Ryan to pace me in Valencia. So I was th- I was just thinking that then when like we were talking about like, oh, how are you going to go getting drinks or whatever? And then you said Ryan's going. Like surely he could be some use for a good chunk yeah. of this, right? So he'll I want him to either do the drink station, but like the drink station, obviously that's the thing I really want to master because I'm with Andy. I think that it's really important. If you can get fluid in and you don't have stomach issues, like get it in. And I honestly believe that was half the reason why mm. I felt so good in Gold Coast because I was getting like 200 mil per bottle of morning because I put Every way 5K. more in than I needed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so like I can drink. <laughs> um, and you were carb loading during the marathon. <laughs> yeah, I know. My glycogen stores were filling, not depleting. Um, so I and like I I want to have that again. And so Ryan will either be on the drink stations, but I think it'd be so stressful for him in a Spanish city, not knowing it very well, mm. unless he practiced for the 12 days leading in, or get him to pace me. Um and you know, like when I was with Geordie in the Gold Coast Marathon, like I went to open one of my gels and the top ripped off and no gel came out so I actually ruined the packaging and I started freaking out and I was like Geordie can you open my gel and he just like grabbed it off me and like ripped the whole thing in half and gave it back to me like little things like that like I needed that gel and Geordie fixed it like to have someone there with you that you can converse with just when something like a little hiccup happens is so settling um and yeah I just think if I can have Ryan somewhere out there it'll it'll be my secret weapon Andy, for you, obviously, um, heading over to Japan, they're renowned for how well they treat athletes and they think of everything and, and put on really great racing. Do you know how, and, and it's a, a much shorter travel, a sh- shorter trip than going to Valencia, How do you know how far in advance you'll head over? Yeah, I don't know too much because it's obviously – a lot less planning like hearing you speak about that Jen I was like oh <laughs> shit I don't know when I'm and I'm like hang on no, it's like two hours time difference I don't need to be there and I don't yeah. know what it's like because going to um mm. like I've based myself in Teddington the last two times I've done um the German Hamburg and I think Jen it's really important to do one not big but one hard session mm-hmm. um to help you with that time zone and I've yeah, always yeah. found you do that within like three or four days of getting over there. Um, mm-hmm. This is advice Nick's given me, so you, you'll get the same advice. And it's you've actually felt, I've always felt a bit trash, but then I yeah. feel so much better for it. Yeah, and I think yeah. I feel for people, like I've got people that are doing Berlin and they have flown over two or three days before and I'm like, no. holy shit, how no. can you do this? No. Like, um, but this I think is- with us, I think, this is music to my ears, Andy. I did a marathon in LA earlier in the year and I got there like four days out and I was I was garbage the whole time. <laughs> and I'm I'm heading over next week to run Chicago, but I'm heading over like 10 or 12 days early and and Joel's got me a session on like day three or something. So yeah, this gives me confidence and it reminds me that Joel knows what he's doing. So I feel good. <laughs> I was going to say, we should give you confidence in Joel. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Hey, Andy, how long for Hamburg, just quickly while I remember, how long did you need to adjust? Like, did you did you go 12 days out? Like, what was your usual? Yeah, I'm trying to think. I reckon it was pretty close to that. I reckon it was just under two weeks. Yeah. Um, I've done, I've done That's what the same I am, thing both times. That. Yeah. Yeah. And I... It's funny because people listening might be like, oh, no, I get over jet lag in two days. That's all it takes me. But that's to, like, just function during the day. Whereas yeah. You're not trying to function. You're trying no. to run at your absolute best. And, it's, and I, don't, um, I don't get jet lagged in sleep. I, as soon as I get there, I'm in sleeping routine. Like, I sleep all the way through the night. Sometimes I'll get, like, 10 hours. It's the feeling where you got to make your body feel the right time of day. So when you're running at nine in the morning, it doesn't feel like it's 3 a.m. in the morning or, you know, whatever the yeah. difference is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. But I think with the uh, with the two-hour jet lag to Japan, I think we're going, I'm right. not sure actually. I think it's, I actually think it's Thursday and I think the race is Sunday. Oh, I'm yeah. not, I'm not sure. I haven't seen anything yet, but um, yeah, there's not a lot of planning going there and I'll just be, 
I'll just be falling around in Brett's shadow, I think. He's yeah. going to be the superstar and I'll just, um, yeah, do, hopefully do what enjoy the ride. If, mm, he, yeah, if exactly. he eats a bag of rice, you eat a bag of rice. Oh, yeah, I already eat plenty of rice. <laughs> and I'm real, like, my stomach is quite sensitive. I'm not afraid to admit that. And I will have plain rice, like yeah. literally just plain no, rice. I did else. that. I did that for three yeah. days. Yeah, it's so depressing. It's like, so depressing. Oh, it's, it's hey, grim. let's switch gears a little bit. Uh, I don't want to necessarily do a full training week because we are like really far out um, from the marathon still and we've got plenty of time to get into training weeks. But give us a summary. I mean, actually, Jen, we might start with you as we record this. It's uh, it's Sunday night. You're back home, but you made a flying visit to Melbourne for Run mm-hmm. Free this morning and managed to get the win. Um mm-hmm. Tell us broadly about your week and about the race this morning. Yes, yeah, so my weeks have just been like very typical, like nothing surprising pretty much since Gold Coast even. I've stuck to um, my hour runs on any off days uh, and my Tuesday still being track session. Like we have an option of doing trail in Queensland. We have a track at UQ where it's dirt trail or tartan track, but, and all the boys that just got home from Europe, from Brisbane. So like Callum Davies, Jack Bruce, Jude Thomas, they're all home now, which is great for Ryan. And a, a, they're doing all their stuff on the trail next to the track. Um, but I just, I love the track. It's a really nice brand new track. So I respond really well in it. And I've been doing all my stuff on that. And the sessions have just been any typical Nick Bado Tuesday morning track session. Um, and then I've just been doing one other session again as normal, but really only like 20 minutes threshold. Um, obviously every, because I've been racing so much, they've been pushed to Thursdays. So 20 minute threshold is pretty typical of what we do in a race week if we're running on a Sunday. Um, so yeah, I've just been doing what's scary though, is my thresholds are like back to marathon pace, if not slower. And I'm like, how did I do this in 42 (laughs) gay? But I think just mentally I'm. I am a person that gets up when it's time to get up. And right now, because I'm not in a marathon block, I'm kind of like mellow and just training is training. It's not, there's no intensity. There's no like real passion or drive out there. It's just like, get it done, um, stay healthy. So yeah, I did a 20 minute threshold on Thursday. Um, I think I averaged like 327s. And then it's just been like 50 minutes on a Friday, 30 minutes on a Saturday, race Sunday. And I've just done that so many times in the last few months. Um, and yeah, this morning was really fun. I actually treated this morning. I I knew there wouldn't be, um, crazy competition. The girls field was actually, um, nowhere near as big as the boys field. I don't know why, like, especially people in Melbourne, I just thought Mm. everyone would do it. But, um, I tried to use this race as an opportunity to just like really run hard and try to get a 10 K PB because, um, I, unfortunately I don't think I'll be able to do Bernie this year, which is where I try to run fast on the road for 10 K. Um, and going into marathon block, like my race opportunities will pretty much stop now. So yeah, I went out with the intention of trying to run as close to 31.30 as I could. I obviously failed there because I only just broke 32, but that's a PB for me. So I probably just went out a bit too conservatively. My first three to four K, I was well off pace. And so I actually negative split. I got going at 5K and, and picked it up and found some guys to help me towards the end and started running like 308s. So I have it in me. I, I think I'm in about 31, 30 shape on the mm. road on a good course. Um, but again, as I said, if you take away the race from a race, so because there was no girl out there that I'm trying to like, that I'm neck and neck with or trying to get some title, I just, I more run like it's a good, strong, solid session. I, mm. I feel like I don't have that kick home or that um, aggression towards the end of the race. So today was just a really, really solid day, a great morning, awesome event, like so glad I went, um, but just really ticked a box. And, um, yeah, I, I'll start a marathon block now next week. And how soon after the race were you back at the airport? Yeah, actually, I thought it would be tighter, but I had time for brunch with friends and family. Nice. Um, and was at the airport by 11. So presentation was nine and then I had brunch, showered at my brother's house. Yeah, it was at the airport by 11. So it felt pretty relaxed, but for some reason I like just did everything like clockwork. Like as soon as I crossed the line, I was within the next three minutes, shoes on, warming down with like Jack and a few of the boys. 
Um, as soon as we got back from our jog, presentation started immediately, got straight to the car, straight to brunch. No one was at this um, restaurant. Then, yeah, straight to the airport, no traffic. It actually was one of, one of those days that just worked. Speaking of um, shoes. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Your shoes, your shoes today, like I, so this won't make sense to anybody listening because you can't see the photo I'm looking at, but looking yeah like <clears throat> looking at the shoe side on it's like um they've got like an extra bit of like outsole at the front they're yeah, like so yeah what's going on there so it's the new i don't know if anyone knows like the different shoes of puma but they pretty much have two super shoes and one's the deviate elite which is what i ran the gold Coast marathon in and i know that they're bettering that shoe yeah so that's shoe you're showing me in the camera Riley is called the faster twos um can I just I, say Puma need to make the names easier no that's a good what do you mean that's so no good. because it's like no like it I say okay so I don't know much about Puma shoes but I feel like there's a shitload of them and I don't know the names of any of them they just yeah, need to make okay. it simpler well it's really easy there's only two super shoes but yeah they have a lot of joggers but the two super shoes that you need to know about is faster and deviate elite. But they're bringing out different volumes now, which is great because the early models didn't feel super enough. Whereas now um, those, <laughs> you're laughing at me, but those fasters that I had on this morning, they've got the foam. They mastered the foam. They've stacked it higher. They've kind of like maximized what is the legal amount. So like I can't wait to run Balencia in them because there is will be no deadening of my legs whatsoever. The only thing is the Deviate Elites have a better rocker. So I kind of want to combine the two um, because Ryan loves the Deviate Elites. He's like, I think this is my shoe. So he's, I still think he'll wear the fasters in Melbourne because you'd probably prefer the stack, but he's really into the Deviate Elites for all his sessions and has had a lot of um, fun hitting like track sessions in them and stuff. So, yeah, everyone's been asking questions about those fasters because they look wild. That's a carbon plate that's sticking out the toe. So the carbon plate goes through the shoe and oh, out right. past the toe. Um, but I'm real, I've done all my most recent races in them. So, yeah, I've fully committed to the shoe. I'm I'm wearing it in Melbourne Half and Valencia. Yeah, they 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 look aggressive. Um Annie, what's your what's your week been like this week? I noticed you had a pretty solid long run this morning yeah so i've kind of i haven't i wouldn't say i've officially started the marathon bill but i've definitely um i'm running with a bit more purpose so after national cross i was i i felt a little bit cooked um so i actually had nearly half the week off um really backed it off like just kind of really chilled out and yeah the last three weeks i've kind of hit some pretty good mileage so jen this might shock you a little bit but um what was it? One, I think it was one eighty-five this week. One eighty-nine for the first week, and the middle week with ten relays in there was a little bit less of one seventy-three. So I've been like, but I I can bang out pretty good mileage. Um, so a normal week for me is around one sixty. Um, so yeah, this week's been quite good. Did a big track session on Tuesday. I always start my uh, marathon builds focusing on 10k to speed and then as it as the build goes i kind of stop doing less speed and doing more uh longer stuff but i think it's a really good if you're in like 10k pv shape it's perfect for you jen um if you're starting the marathon build in that pv shape i think it gives you the right ingredients to then run a really good marathon so that's yeah. great that's great for you so i do my weeks, um, I essentially double nearly every day. Um, I always do two and a half hours on a Sunday and I do Tuesday, Friday sessions. So Friday was just a just a 10K threshold. I don't really do thresholds that much, um, a bit opposite to you, Jen. But um, yeah, and today was a little bit different. So we, we run over a fair few hills in Bendigo. Um, so I did 37K, did the first hour and a half just steady and then um, – yeah, the last hour, Scotty wanted me to run 340s, which I did a little bit quicker. So I think I averaged just under four minutes for the whole the whole two and a half hours. Um, but, yeah, it was, it was a good week. And, yeah, um, I find that the difference for me between running like 170, 180 
I just, the fitness wise, as long as I can absorb it and recover, I just get so much fitter. Like it's mm-hmm. crazy that extra little 10%, sorry, 10K, how the difference it makes for me. Yeah. I know that just obviously on a small scale. Yeah. By like week four or week five of the higher mileage um, in my blog is where I noticed it was almost like a, a switch flipped. It, like I went from just feeling like me doing long sessions to like now I'm just fitter. I'm just stronger and fitter. Even a, a Saturday morning easy hour just came to me easier. I just felt quicker. Like my legs turned over smoother. So like I get it. If I could, you know, knock my case up a little bit higher in this block, I just think it'll bring me on so much, kind of like you're saying. What do you sit like what's during the Gold Coast build? What were you kind of sitting at? Um, I started off really conservative and was like in the 120s, but the, I went like 124, 124, then like one, wait, I have here, then like 130 something. And then it was by, I told you, Riley, because it was my PB. By like week five, I think I touched in the 40s because I hadn't been in really in the 40s before. And then I stayed in the 40s till taper. So, um, okay, I've got it here. I went 138, got sick, 124. 136, 142, 142, 145, and then tapered 121, 115. Yeah. yeah, wow. I reckon if you can bump that just that little bit, like yeah, 150, but you need it, like, you don't want to just be running Ks for the sake of running Ks. Like, you really need to make sure that quality, you can still yeah. hit good quality. Yeah. Um, what's your long run? Like, what do you do? Um, so that it started at like two hours and then went 210, 220, and then I held 230 for four weeks. And then it was, you know, we had to take it back. So, yeah, yeah like I could maybe try to do 230 longer because, like, you don't do long runs over 230, I don't think. Like, no, nah, it's a long time. Yeah, it's funny. Like, my Scotty, my coach, likes to do one like over. Yeah, I don't, okay. I'm not sure what, like, a, a 245, 250. Well, um, but that's that's only once. But I do two and a half hours literally every week of the year, nearly. nearly. So that's like oh, that's, that's your that's your base. That's my pattern. that's my normal. Yeah. Wow. So during marathon, like during marathon training, it feels a bit harder because you you're starting that Sunday long run with a little bit more mileage in the legs, mm. and also that that session on the Friday. But like just doing two and a half hours, that feels normal. That's cool. So that's um, what I, I do miss is when I did those two and a half hours for four weeks in a row, when after the marathon I dropped back down to like 90 minutes, it felt like the half the distance. Like I was like, I should go for another 90 minutes. It felt yeah, like you feel like you're nearly cheating on yourself on like a Sunday. You're like, what have I, I've done something bad. What? Have, yeah. Why am I only running so so short? It's a, it's a bizarre feeling. Yeah. Hey, that's a great segue, Andy. We've got a few questions have come in uh, this week on Patreon. I think a lot of them you've both sort of answered throughout the conversation, but I've got one here I wanted to ask from Cameron. Uh, he talks a little bit. He references our dear friend Geordie and some of Geordie's uh, guilty pleasures that we all came to know and love. Uh, and so he wants to know, Andy, do you have any guilty pleasures that we could be expecting you to indulge in every now and then, whether it's beers or burgers, or is there something that you that you head for? Yeah, so we are uh, on a Friday morning, we do this loop out Huntley, which is like a, a suburb of Bendigo, and it's a fair way out. And there's um the best part about Huntley is the Huntley Bakery. And it's like a real like country town kind of bakery that's just got like the best spread ever. And I will always, because I train in the morning, we normally start at kind of quarter past six. So by the time you do a big marathon session, you're pretty hungry. And we'll always go to the bakery and I always get a jelly slice and a Nutella donut. And that is my absolute go-to. And then I have that and then go to work. And it's, um, yeah, I love it. And I've, I've actually told my dietitian this, um, Jess Rothwell, and she's like, hey, as long as you're getting stuff in, that's fine. Yeah. So yeah. I... um. I do love a jelly slice. That jelly slice is a real country bakery vibe, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Hey, how good's Mount Beauty Bakery? Yeah. I I actually reckon their jelly slice isn't that good, but as a bakery, <laughs> they're very good. Yeah. I no. I do I do go around and critique uh, a lot of jelly slices and measure them on how wobbly they are, how <laughs> 
thick the base is and how firm it is and what the gel is like. And yeah, it's one of my um, guilty pleasures for sure. Great. I, um, I look for, I look forward to unpacking this over the next uh, couple of months. Um, I wonder the jelly slice ratings at Falls Creek. Yeah, we'll have to. I wonder if they have them in Japan because that could be a, a good go-to. But I can't imagine it's very Australian, don't, isn't don't it? Go before your ace. That's all I'll say. Oh no, definitely not. Also, if we, if if we have any listeners uh, based in the Mount Beauty or Falls Creek area, maybe now's the chance that you could whip out your jelly slice recipe and deliver some to Andy and Brett. And, um, and Andy will rate it on here. Yeah. Submit your jelly slice. Yeah. Good new segment for us. Um, I've got one more question here from Patreon, one more that we haven't really answered. Uh, Tim wants to talk about the weather. Are there any, you know, obviously Gold Coast for you, Jen, you you kind of pretty much live and train close-ish to Gold Coast, so you kind of know what you're in for, but you're both heading to races that you haven't been to before. Um Yes. How, is, is, you know, for you especially, Jen, is something you haven't had to deal with before in a marathon is like the unknowns of weather, Gold Coast, you kind of know, Andy, you've done Hamburg twice. Is that something that you think about or are you pretty just take it as it comes, it's out of your control? I would only be concerned about weather in that aspect if I was preparing for a major championship in the middle of a European summer. I think for both Andy and I, we're actually training in, in a marathon block in an Australian summer, which is going to be pretty brutal and be hard. Um, so as long as we don't cook ourselves, we're going to, mm. I know that when I go to Valencia, the weather is going to be cooler, which you would take any day of the week. Um, so I'm not concerned about weather more so for the fact that I know that I don't have to worry about what it's going to be like in Valencia. Because even, even if it's a warm winter's day in Valencia, it's going to be much cooler than what I'm dealing with right now. Like two days mm. ago, we had a 35 degree day. Like I'm a little bit nervous about my block in Queensland because mm. I'm going to have to train really early just to get like low twenties. But um, you know, I can I can just yeah train literally as the sun's coming up and get it done early. Um, I was really lucky for Gold Coast because it was a winter here and winter in Queensland are beautiful. So I I did all my training at pretty normal hours. Um, but yeah, I'll just make sure that I'm not cooking myself in 30 degree weather. And, and yeah, I think it'll prepare me perfectly for Valencia, Valencia because Valencia will bring the goods, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not worried about the weather at all. Cause I, um, Japan that time of the year, I actually did a half marathon in 2019 in December. Um, so I've kind of been over there during that time and the whole reasoning behind doing that half marathon was just to have some exposure of going to Japan, seeing what, it's, mm. seeing what the travel's like and being in Tokyo, that kind of stuff. Um, so, and it was, it was pretty cold, which is what you kind of want for, mm. for a marathon. So I'm not worried about it at all, but yeah, similar to Jen, just making sure. And that's part of the reason I wanted to go to falls is it's just that little bit cooler. Yeah. Um, you don't get those, you don't get the heat like you get. Um, yeah. Melbourne or Bendigo. So it's, yeah, I'm not, I'm not worried at all. And, and actually kind of like pretty it's a good thing like if i mm. if i think about it it's only a it only brings um positive yeah. thoughts yeah good shout hey hey um keep trying you just crossed the line yeah i've lost my i've lost my tracking app had to order dinner so i've what's time <laughs> um ryan what was his exact time 20241 he reckons roughly future popped um yeah he died miserably no. <laughs> <laughs> what a joke i'm so glad i killed my live stream to focus on the two of you um <laughs> speaking of now i don't know whether this will be good news or bad news for listeners but this is my last episode for a couple of weeks oh, no. which feels feels weird one episode in saying goodbye but um I'm off for a couple of weeks traveling in the US and uh I'm not just taking, traveling, racing a marathon. Racing a marathon, and I'm not taking my podcasting microphone with me. That's a level of wankery I don't want to get to. So uh you won't be hearing from me for a couple of weeks, but do have Brett and or Joel stepping in for the next two weeks. So yes, be kind to them both. Yeah, no, we will we'll try not to um tell them how unprofessional their intro is 
I'll be relying on you both to do a lot of the heavy lifting over the next couple of weeks. Um, but I will be at Melbourne Jan, so I'll see you out there and I'll see Ryan out there as well. And obviously we'll speak after that. So, um, cool. no, yeah. Let's bring on these next 10 weeks. Don't yeah, can't wait. Start getting more into training weeks as well, I think, next week. Yeah, um, yeah. have great fun in Chicago. Yeah, we'll do. it'll be great. Look, if, yeah. the race, if the race goes well, I'm happy to do a special episode where we just yeah. run through well, every kilometre of my race. That'd be great. No, can you do an Instagram breakdown of every kilometre? Oh, yeah, yeah. Emma, Emma Bates, yeah. <laughs> race recap part 37. Hey, just for the record, I read those, so. No. I do. I flip through the photos and I'm like, all right, that's enough. No, I read them, but it was maybe it could have just been a before my first marathon thing. Like I actually wanted to know what she's mm. feeling the whole way, but I think I know now. Also, how, how, does, how, actually... how does she get that much content of herself during the race? It's too much. Like, she's got a committed photographer and lots of thoughts. I don't remember half my thoughts. Yeah, blur. How does she remember that stuff? Like I couldn't remember anything. I don't know if I should think more or think less. Think less. Always. <laughs> Always. Um, cool, guys. Love talking to you, but I'm going to watch the rest of Berlin Marathon. Thank yeah. you so much. Yeah. And thank you, most importantly, to our Patreon members for your support. You guys make shows like this possible, so we really appreciate it. Don't forget, you can send in questions anytime, either to FTK, you can drop them on the Patreon feed, or if you want, you could just message Jen or Andy because Brett and Joel might not see the questions next week and remember to ask them, but Jen and Andy will remember to bring them up. Yeah, exactly. So thanks for tuning into episode one and we'll see you all next week. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. Thank you. See you.